This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Welcome, one and all, to our discussion topic episode. We do these once in a while, usually to uh, shuffle schedules around and that sort of thing, but we'd like to make sure you have content on the weeks where things aren't as normal as usual. I'm Scott Johnson. Uh, I'm here with uh, all the regular crew. We got the two Brians. Hello, Ibbett and Dunaway. Hello. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. Boo. And also, uh, <laughs> Randy Jordan, also right over there. Hi, Randy. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good Good day to Good day. You. Good day. Good, good day. Good day, sir. Yep. I'm Scott Johnson, of course, and uh, we are here to discuss uh, one of our favorite topics, and that is horror movies. Why do we like them? Why are they significant in the uh, film business? What are the ones we go to all the time? And what do we tell people who hate horror movies? Why? You know, how do you explain yourselves when you see something like Evil Dead Rise, which is really gross and bloody, but you loved it, and you go to a, a friend or a family member, and they're like, "Ew, a horror movie? Do you like that?" And you have to say, How "Yes." Can you and ex- watch that? Yeah, I don't. I run into that a lot. I go through this all the time in my house. Mm-hmm. We, we watch. I call. I call our TV the murder box because all it ever plays <laughs> is true crime stuff all yeah. day long. And then I go, Hey, can we watch a horror movie? <laughs> no, that's gross. And I'm like, but we're watching murder every day. Can we just watch some fictionalized murder? That's, no, that's only funny. real murders in the building. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's crazy. I didn't realize I didn't know you. Well, I guess if you're in a household that likes the true crime, but doesn't want any fake crime, I right. guess I think it all comes sense. down to the graphics of it. Usually most of the true crime stuff we watch and listen to is mostly descriptive verbal that doesn't get into any real uh, visual or graphic details. Yeah, but I know I, I think we know you well enough to know that if you're going to watch a horror movie, you're interested also in plot and character and story, not just yeah. buckets of blood. Right. I'm always I'm always into special effects. I'm all you. You give me a Muppet. I am down. It's like, oh, we can watch a horror with a Muppet in it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So wait, child's play. What else? What's another? uh, Oh my God. Everything like critters, everything during the 80s. Your goonies, your goonies, your gremlins, ghoulies, you name it. It has a puppet in it. The puppet master. (gasps) Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So you don't mean Muppets like actual, like, you know, not Jim Henson. He's got his big arms out there and he's being puppeteered. Yeah. Or when he's eating the snake or not eating the snake, but he's like a giant snake mouth eating the girl. That's kind of puppetry. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. You like, you like practical. Okay. Well, that's actually, this is a decent place to start. Um, you know, back in the day when we were all up and comers, Growing up. uh, it was mostly the- practical effects, almost entirely practical effects. These days it's often a mix, but there's a lot of digital enhancery going on, you know, mm-hmm, with your special mm-hmm. effects, with your, with your whatever. But also back then blood looked like strawberry jam and today it looks like <laughs> blood and you know, we've, we've sort of come a long way, but, um, I don't know. Can you, if you watch a movie that's mostly special or mostly computer aided special effects for a horror film, does that diminish the the fun you're having because it's not practical? I, I yeah, it it kind of there's something 
physical and real about it. So the the the, the era Scott is talking about is what's known as like the 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 slasher the splatter horror movies where there's a lot of blood letting there's a lot of just blood on screen everywhere disembodiment you name it all that stuff and that's kind of what i grew up on far as horror goes yeah and uh, that that's my jam i special effects and stuff they're fine but i i don't even think i think one of the greatest benefits of making horror films is they typically can be done in a low budget manner but they can elicit the same amount of response you might see in a big budget movie uh it, with some really big special effects you can you can very easily uh elicit an emotional response from you know some simple simple special effects or practical effects whereas you might have to do something a lot bigger and a lot more expensive uh to to really create that impact like blowing up a building or blowing up cars that's 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 kind of expensive compared to mm-hmm. just you know uh some some simple makeup and blood sure and then because, ide- ideas that take your brain places that you know that are scary. Right. That's that's the thing I I look for is I don't care. Well, I do care about good special effects and some of the bigger, sloppier, louder ones are fun. But what I really look for is like, oh gosh, twenty twenty two is a great year for horror movies. If we're talking modern stuff, is amazing. Okay, yeah, stuff. modern yeah. stuff. Yeah, more of the 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 what is the more it's an incredible year. But like Barbarian was my favorite. And oh, okay. Barbarian mm-hmm. was this crazy mix of genres. I thought and. Mm-hmm mostly succeeded because it just knew how to create incredible tension and whatever yes. special effects were needed were not primary. They were there, but they, they weren't there. They weren't like the core or the crux of the, of the story. And I, and I, I think that's why I loved it. So I, my taste these days are different when I was, a, when I was a teenager and I was rebelling against my parents. I can't <laughs> wait to hear Randy's take on this. Cause I know he grew up in a home where none of this was allowed. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> But I remember being like, oh, Freddie and Jason, blood everywhere. Ha ha. Slasher. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like a rebellion aspect to, to it. Whereas today, I'm more like, yeah, I've seen that. Let's get some cerebral, you know, let's do hereditary or let's do midsummer. Yeah. Let's do something that's really going to take me somewhere that I'm not comfortable. I think I look for right what, up. you know, what is the uh, definition between, because some of those I would say, are thrillers with horror elements as opposed to horror horror movies right. with thriller elements like uh midsummer is such a uh there's some blood there's some gore people falling out of getting pushed off of cliffs and right, <laughs> bar and right, stuff like right. that but i would almost call that a thriller with horror elements rather than a, so a this true is, horror film yeah this is why i'd i'd really prefer it if we would refer to them as scary movies mm. because, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I like because it's sure. easier to it's easier to draw a bright line between a movie that has, you know, some horror elements, but is really not a scary movie. Right. Like that's a thing you can actually uh, uh, do. There's a, there's a lot of movies out there where a character has a really bad dream and the dream is portrayed. It is not a horror movie, Mm. but, but it, if that happens repeatedly throughout the film, you can come away going, man, that scared me. No, I, and, I the, your definition is great because it takes us from when we were kids and the, the scary stuff was the stuff we saw versus now where we prefer the stuff we think, you know, the stuff that we don't have to see on screen to imagine like Jaws. Is, yeah. is horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's a good, good way of putting it. I think that is a good yeah. distinction. I, still, though, it's almost like Ari Asher, Aster, I think is his name, the creator right. or the director of Midsummer and Hereditary. Mm-hmm. They are two of the most scary game uh, games, scary movies I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. 
Um, but they're not only are they not your typical horror movies, they're also not typical movies. Like he's almost making his own genre over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard yeah. to uh, classify. A24 uh, is, has really brought their own kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's, a, there's this whole new movement going on. That's really interesting. Have you seen, have you seen X yet? Yes. Uh, the, yes. the one where they're all filming a porn out in the countryside. Right, or whatever. right, right. Not right. The prequel what, or what the, is, Pearl? what is it yeah. about last year? Like we, so we sacked Nope. Nope was from last year. Right. Uh, right. there was a movie, there was a movie Horror last year. Back. <laughs> It's not just uh, back, it's just good. White you know. Noise that I'm saying you shouldn't watch. It's a, a, a Noah Baumbach movie. It's so freaking scary. Terribly mm, yeah. scary. Don't really? watch White really? Noise. Really? Or, is that the reason you don't want people to watch this because it's scary or is it is it not good as well? Oh, as no, it's scary? it's it's a it's a pretty competent film. Okay. It's just, it's really good at being really scary. Oh, yeah, that Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig deal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. I like Noah Baumbach oh. movies. See, what happened last year? Last year's weird. It was like the culmination of, I don't know, everybody so, being locked up and writing scary shit during a pandemic. Exactly, well, kind of like that. that. That's exactly what horror, that's how it functions in our society as far as I'm concerned. Um, it is a release valve. It is a place for us to go to feel safe while also experiencing some of that horror and kind of addressing it because we can't necessarily go directly to our uh, all of our great fears because we're not good management managers of that. And so we, we use entertainment, especially something like horror to kind of address some of these bigger fears we have and we can put it on screen and kind of make fun of, or at least encapsulate it. Mm. I'm a big proponent of if you have a fear inside of you, the worst thing you do is keep it in. When you speak it out loud and you say it, it loses its, a lot of its power. Yeah. And so horror films are kind of like that. We're, we're in a safe space we get to, you know, kind of live out that that horror that could be whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then we can, you know, feel better about ourselves. We feel a little better. Well, I think this is you, you've tapped into something because I think this is 100 percent what I like about horror movies and why I seek them out. Um, and I every day I'm like, what's a cool horror movie right now? I want to see it. And I think right. I do that because unlike horror video games, which terrify me and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only play them because people, it's happening to you. Yeah, you know you're right. Because, I'm in control right. of my destiny in those games. In those games, right. I'm if I f up, it's on me. If I die, yeah. it's because I did something. Whatever. Like it's it, I, having a direct role in how it plays out is right. not my cup of tea at all. But when it comes mm-hmm. to watching passively other people deal, even when I know right. they're being stupid, or I'm like that guy's going to get killed if he goes out in the forest or whatever, even though I know those things are coming. I'm like, what's happened to those people? I'm just an observer over here. And that observership makes it so I can explore these these concepts and explore these fears that we all probably have in some form without getting burnt. And people always say, why do you like Mad Max so much? Or why do you like any of these other things? Same deal. These are not futures I want. I don't want to live in a wasteland where everybody kills each other and fights over gas or whatever. But I want to watch other people do that. <laughs> yeah. Do that is is there hope? And if if it did play out, can I use that you know that mind exercise? And can I make better decisions and that kind of stuff? Yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I don't know what it says about any of us if we believe that, but I know what it, I don't know what it says about me. But 
I think I just I don't play those games because I know I'd make worse decisions than the people yeah. that I see in movies who split <laughs> feel, up and right. stand in front of plate glass windows in their underwear. And, we right. we have definitely one of the feelings that we've all experienced a lot of during the pandemic was our loss of control of things, and so yeah. everything seems a little bit bigger. And it's nice to go to horror and see some things that we can actually manage. Uh, and they're scary and can control. And I think that's probably the reason why you're seeing this kind of little resurgence a little bit. Yeah. Are you Randy or uh, uh, do you have a, like a recent, I don't know. What's your recent favorite? Like what's one that really jumped out? Barbarian is the one that I remember most recently saying that is what I like in a horror movie. Like, yeah, we get some gross out, like scary ass elements and that just the, the visual of that hallway that gets dark way before you think it should. And, and, (laughs) That that's that is a thing that just freaks me out anyway. And the the um, yeah. uh, enclosed spaces, uh, you know the the uh, that feeling being down in that basement. What is that phobia? The um, uh, not claustrophobia. Um, it's something else. It's like a, claustrophobia. Yeah, is it, it claustrophobia? Is claustrophobia? I thought it was a different kind yeah. of thing. But the, yeah, no, like, I could yeah. smell that hallway. I swear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. <laughs> see, you have a fear yeah. of smells. I like, do. There's definitely. Yeah, a, I do. Yeah, like yeah. when I see something like that, my first thought is that place reeks. That um, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything, but the the thing they discover we, down there, it's like right, that's yeah. probably the worst oh. thing ever in the there, world. Like, good lord. There's a real fear. There's a real fear of old things, and I think it's very. Uh, it's just built into us as humans that we're kind of we have all of us have a little bit of fear of old things. I think because it's a protection mechanism to keep us from messing with old crap that maybe make us sick. And so I think mm-hmm. yeah, Scott's more in tune to that. that uh, oh, that I think that's actually, thing. I think that's probably true of most of our fears, right? It's all survival mechanisms. Yeah. Yes, and, I, survival and I think, mechanisms. yeah, and so in my case, if, I, if I'm if i in a musty old place that smells like, you know, dead cats or something, yeah, my yeah. immediate inclination is get the F out of there. I don't want to be there. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. never be somebody that helps, you know. This is where death is. Like, Goodbye. could never do Tina's job because she has to work. She has to walk into places, people's homes where you know they've been uh, losing control of their their bowels and stuff like yeah, that. There are yeah. places that she has to rub Vicks Vapor Rub on her upper <laughs> lip, like she's uh, <laughs> horrible. Like she's a medical examiner, or like a yeah, a yeah, autopsy, yeah. You know? Wow, is it like hor- hoarder autopsy? Oh, this is. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. But is it like like hoarder type situations? Like, like some of them, okay. yeah. That would just—I yeah. don't think I could do it. Some of it is, you know, some sadly are, are dementia and Alzheimer's patients, and see, that's just my big fear. Don't have control, and yeah, yeah, that's really rough. my mind. That's a big fear of mine. Yeah, nobody yes. ain't nobody mine wants too. that. Nobody yeah. wants to lose their. And that's their and that's what we, that's what we've, we've addressed a lot. And there's a word we've all learned over the last couple of years too: gaslighting. Mm. You know, it's, it's it's like it's like, am I crazy? Are you saying I'm crazy? I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do you yeah, think we're drawn? This maybe Randy th- throw in on this one. What do you think about the subgenre in horror, uh, uh, the found footage stuff? I feel like we so, got a we, we got yes, a weird I, relationship with that I, shit. Yeah, I feel like. yeah. It's it's interesting. That's a a really. Uh, a really fun way to go about um, looking at scary movies as having some prestige. Yeah. So um, I, I, I linked you to this Paste Magazine listicle, and that's what Paste Magazine does, by the way. They do listicles, mm-hmm. and um, it's really good. Listicle. Like it's it's a really good. Like some people took a lot of time to come up with what are the greatest. 100 scary movies of all time right mm. and uh the very first the the number 100 film on that list is blair witch project which i i get okay I'll, that's fine that's a fine 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the, when the question is, uh, when, when you rephrase it, what makes a scary movie also a great movie? Like, well, and I want to, and I want to ask each of you, like, give me your two or three greatest scary movies of all time. Um, when, when you start asking that question, boy, found footage is a hard sell. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to make a found footage movie a great movie because, right. because it's trying to be it's reality, the reality TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of scary movies. Yeah. Yeah, and for, like if you if you look at this list of the top 100 scary movies, and you get up near the top of the list, there are real feats of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was gonna say, my most my favorite recent scary movie, which is now it's now six years old. Can't believe it's six years old. Is Get Out by uh, mm-hmm. uh, I watched right here, yeah, Jordan Peele. So good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't we didn't sack Get Out. No, no, we, we didn't. We did nope. the other one. We did yeah, nope. Nope. So we Apologies. Nope. Yeah, we did. So, nope. so uh, Get Out comes in at 27 on this list, and this list, by the way, peters out uh, in recent years because the they the way they approach it is you can't be one of the greatest of all time when we haven't had it uh, uh, some time to think about it. Right. right. Uh, but um, twenty number 27 on this list that's pretty impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. For you okay. know, for Jordan yeah. Peele, especially when and, the majority of the top twenty, thirty are are stuff are things from the sixties and seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to have yeah, a newer it, one that competes with all that is impressive. Yeah, yeah. So found footage feels like the opposite of greatness, mm-hmm. but that's because found footage is designed to not be to not include all the things that you use when you're making a great film, you know, not to found footage is not going to have great uh, sound design. For instance, it's, it's going to have single, uh, single microphone, uh, or at least it's going to try to make you think you're hearing things from a single microphone. Yeah. And and that's a, that's a really interesting skill set because you, you run the risk of being too good of a production and letting, having it look too polished, right? Like too much, like it wasn't found footage pretending to be found footage. But if you go too far the other way, it just looks like shit and it's not as compelling because um, you're missing music cues or all the things that usually make horror movies work. And so I think it's a really hard thing to pull off well. Um, I think they've there's been a few that are good. Um, yep. My personal favorite is probably um, Quarantine. This came out yeah. in 2008. Mm, yeah. It was uh, Jennifer Carpenter from... Uh, uh, Dexter, Dexter, yeah, the sister. Yeah, she was in it, and it also is one of these movies that gives you an ending that is not—you're not happy at the end of this movie. There's no, no one, no one made good. <laughs> Much end. like the end of the real pandemic. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> uh, and it's it's a it's a rough one that that I really think fondly of because I think they kind of nailed the 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 balance because I think the balance is hard. I don't even think Blair Witch, in in retrospect, really nails the balance very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a hard one though. So, you know, fan footage, I, I know it has its fans and, you know, wrecked one and two are well thought of. Um, there's others, I guess, uh, well, I guess the paranormal activity movies are all found footage sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, like, there's the, a bunch, I mean, I mean, you know, Cloverfield is Cloverfield a scary is a, movie. Yeah. That's a yeah, good one. And I, and, and I think that, that does the, that does the found footage thing really, really well, even to the point where the stinger, um, or it's really not the stinger. It's the last thing you see before the credits plays on that found footage aspect with something that's that's not part of the the full found 
footage style of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Right. And if you want to, if you want to explore, you were talking about dementia patients and stuff and how, you yeah. know, that in a weird way, it's like real life horror having to deal with that and deal, help people with it and all that. There's a 2014 film I saw when I was subscribed to Shudder called The Taking yes. of Deborah Logan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the synopsis is an elderly woman battling Alzheimer's disease agrees to let a film crew document her condition. Uh, but what they discover <laughs> and is then that forgets some, and then agrees again. Yeah. <laughs> but they, it says here, but then they discover it is something far more sinister going on. That movie left a little bit of a scar. That's a rough one. That's, huh. that's yeah. really, if you want to play with those fears of memory loss and yeah. Yeah. what yeah. it might yeah. mean and then all that, it, that movie's pretty, yeah pretty damn good at it doesn't make you feel any better afterwards like oh yeah it's just still gonna suck yeah it definitely doesn't make you feel better (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's the thing that i love about um oh and i forgot his name uh the midnight mask guy um uh the irish name yeah uh, matt uh uh he's over at shit he did he did dr sleep mike flanagan thank you i knew it was irish i knew it sounded irish uh mike flanagan did did such a different thing for me with all his work. But the first one I saw was haunting of Hill house was my real first exposure, Mm -hmm. not really knowing he was the director of other movies I'd seen. But when I'd seen Hill house, the series, he did this thing that just still to this day blows my mind. And he's done it with his other work as well, which is he can make me freak out. He can give me a really scary story. He can do all those things. And he's really good at those things. Very intense, very good. But he also had heart in every, all of it had heart in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in a way that horror movies don't usually do it. They're very nihilistic. They're very like nothing good's going to come of this. And instead, I really cared about these people and the horrible things they were seeing. I felt like I was more invested in them as as people and characters having to deal with it and face it. Like he's a magical dude. I don't know what his I, he drinks in the morning, but whatever it is, keep going. As, <laughs> as long as I live, I will never forget the end of episode five of Midnight Mass. Yeah. I look forward to rewatching that series every seven years. It's going to take some time before I can re I can rewatch that series because the end of episode five is so incredible. It's like nothing I'd ever seen or heard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. mostly what you hear, yeah, what you're hearing. I agree. And, um, I was uh, like thinking about like, again, coming back to this list of the top 100 scary movies of all time, uh, we've sacked for the top five. And um, what are they? List them. What do you got? That's that's the Exorcist, The Shining, uh, Alien. We, we didn't do The Exorcist yet. Oh my god! I know it's, it's a it's, it feels yeah. like we should, but we haven't. We need to. We need to get that in there because I need to. We face did one the, of the sequels though, didn't we? Or no? Did I don't do think like, we've done any of those as far as yeah, I know. Okay. We just did that. For the I know that as a kid, and I'm sure I speak for a ton of people, maybe even us. That mm-hmm. movie left a real hole in my mm-hmm. heart, and I need to see it again yeah. to deal with it. You know what I mean? I and totally, even yeah. and even seeing it recently, like I've watched it within the last ten years, and there's a couple added things that weren't in the original cut, like a little spider walk down the stairs and a um oh, shit. a, a face you see <laughs> above the, you know when she's in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that still freaks me out. It's such a well done. I watched. Scare. The, I watched Exorcist at the drive-in movie theater. From the back seat, uh, because my mom went to see it and she just thought I was asleep in the back seat. So <laughs> I was just a what, like four or something like that. When, oh when gosh, was it? what year that was it? That will ruin it. Seventy three. 
73. Oh God. Okay. So it must have been we must have been watching or rewatching of it because it was just oh yeah, the theater. yeah. Back in um, the day, a movie would come out in '73, and then yeah. it would be playing at the drive-in three years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I was like four or five. I remember it being like four or five, sleeping in the back seat. Woke up, watched some of it. Said, mm, "I'm scarred for life." Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. That was that was almost my experience with the Amityville Horror, and yeah. um, that ruined me for a long time as a kid. And I think that you know, the only the second time I ever watched that movie was with you guys for Film Sack, and and looking at it, it's like, wow, this is. This is so silly. However, there are right. still things in the in the movie that freaked me out, and I think it's it's playing off of those fears I had as a kid, as right. opposed to all the stuff I've seen now and and got you know how how there's no you know that kind of stuff is so cheesy and special effects uh, so weak, but for whatever reason Your I just tapped right into special effects are so weak. They're weak. <laughs> <laughs> they have no they have no realism. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. When we were going up, the slasher was really big. Uh, some people listening are probably were really into the big like like the psychological and that kind of stuff like The Exorcist, which is more in the seventies, a little grittier. Um, but you want to talk about silly movies, uh, like the atomic age before then, where we're looking at like giant ants and, you mm, know, giant things, the blob, yeah. Yeah. uh, that was a real fear because we, we, we didn't know what was going to happen with, uh, you know, after the atomic era, it was like, well, it's going to go on, but that stuff, that stuff. Yeah. There's this moment now. and it's not a moment. There's like a decade when you have the blob, the thing, the fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you wouldn't guess that two of those end up becoming like renowned, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just, it's just kind of shocking that the thing, the thing is, uh, you know, usually top 10. It's uh, I think it's number yeah. five on this list of the best scary right. movies of all time. Uh, the fly is at, uh, number 43 and they put both of them at number 43, which I think is really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, funny. Mm-hmm. The original and the David Cronenberg version. Cronenberg. Well, we don't, can we get into Cronenberg. Cronenberg sure. is, um, <laughs> but see, he's again, he's got almost his own genre, doesn't he? It's not that, yeah, not he's normal. body gore. So it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's gross out horror. Kind yeah. of. I mean, it's more like, it's not even gross out. It's like, I watched that one, that, that newer one with, um, right. Vigo Mortensen. I forgot the name of the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. They all cut it, they slowly torture themselves and they, it's how they get pleasure or whatever. Yes. Um, it's a weird dystopic future thing. That's like Hellraiser, right? Is that what they do? But it's oh, not. But it's. But that's what I'm saying. It's like a right. Hellraiser does its thing, and it, and you easily go, oh, that's a horror movie with a bunch of gore in it, and it's it's torture porn kind of. You yeah. watch his thing, and you just go, oh, this is just really really uncomfortable. Like, right. I don't know how to explain it, but Cronenberg operates on a different level. Which like, which so David weird. do you prefer, David Lynch or Cronenberg? Oh my Ooh. gosh! Depends on what oh, wow. movie we're talking about. I think if I could get David Lynch to tell a straightforward story, I would prefer him. <laughs> if I could get David Cronenberg <laughs> to stop making like a a right. guitar made out of skin, I would prefer him. You would prefer yeah, that, right? Okay, a guitar <laughs> made of skin. Good. Yeah, because David Lynch is the 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 thing he did just recently. That well, not even recently, but more recent than the original uh, or a um, Twin Peaks series was this reboot on Showtime, like eight-episode reboot. And there is one episode in that thing that just genuinely freaked me out, where I yeah, had like a, yeah. a hard time sleeping, and I go back and I think about that episode so much, and I kind of want to watch it again, and I kind of don't. But yeah, yeah. but I almost need like the the closure of watching it after this much time has gone right, by. You opened to, a wound, and it needs yeah, to heal. It needs to heal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, By the way, speaking of David Cronenberg, yeah. I have added the movie Videodrome to our watch oh, yeah. list. Sweet. Uh, watch Eraserhead? We need to do that, too. <laughs> oh, I'd love to do Eraserhead. It's not, yeah. There's not a lot of audio in Eraser, Eraserhead, but I'd no, still think we should No, that's going to be a it. tough one. I was, I've, I've been that might be, maybe do we it. do that as a watch-along, because the, the ones that don't have a lot talk. of audio is a good one for us to... We yeah. don't talk over a lot of uh, speaking, and it's easier for you know, having clips and that sort of thing. Right. And what there's guys, all kinds of weird visuals. So we could definitely talk about the weird before, visuals. Bef- before we uh, close things out today, I just was curious if you guys have a feeling about the proliferation of internet based horror ideas. Like there's a movie this year called Followers. It's actually reviewed pretty well, but it's mm, it's like, oh, interesting. like followers on Instagram and then movies something. that are done completely using internet technology oh, is there you're talking about well, like combination uh, even like even if it's just a movie where you know how the net was this horrible uh, you know thriller about oh the internet and they all know where i'm going yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. just not very good right. but but it's more like whether they use nothing but zoom to tell the story or yeah. it's that inside of zoom is a creature or you know whatever how do we feel yeah, about i guess I it is our modern day but do we have to have horror right. movies of cell phones i mean the ring I, isn't the ring kind of like that with the video the videotape not really the videotape generation because it came out so long after videotapes weren't a thing but it still relies on yeah that's a good point a, a time of technology that's a good point it's yeah, i guess it's just the time you're in tv is what you're saying sure and we are all and yeah. we will and we like to deal with the fears of progress right yeah yeah whatever that's that progress good. is if the progress is technological then we like to deal with oh yeah the like fears megan oh that was so Bloomhouse. oh oh megan's megan. awesome to see that. that was so good yeah. megan's but, great i oh, loved it yeah. but i mean my answer to that question is um please don't take away my black mirror i feel like <laughs> oh, sure. i feel like black mirror is a series of movies and yeah. some of those movies are great like USS Callister is great and nosedive okay. is great and hated in the oh. nation is great. And those all, they all depend on high tech, modern internet, Wi-Fi. you know, mm-hmm. connect, right. connect social right. media. Um, shut up and dance is awesome. Like mm. I, I love these episodes of black mirror. Oh, uh, they're so good. And this year, and I love yeah. when it comes out, there always seems like the day one comes out or the, the, you know, the, the month one comes out. There's always a story that matches one of the segments. And that happened with that first one, that Jonah's terrible thing <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Jonah's awful. Yeah. Jonah's, Jonah's awful. awful. Right on. So good. Yeah. And they immediately like, there's this contract from the studio saying, we're going to use your AI yeah. likeness in perpetuity without giving you anything. Like, I couldn't believe how on the nose that was. Yeah, that just blew yeah. My so mind. perfectly timed, well, and and it combines a bunch of stuff, right? It combines AI and quantum computing, yeah. and um, and and of course, there's like gross out stuff in mm-hmm. that. In that, it's yeah. it's a movie. This is, these are small yeah. movies. Um, I I actually feel like we're navigating our way into high tech as the basis of our our scary movies pretty well. Yeah. Um, I will. I want to agree with you. That when it's just uh, people on a Zoom call and something happens and you see it on the screen and I don't know what happened to that person, it can be really tropey and repetitive and trite. Too much like found footage for me. I mean, it's just the next phase of the found footage stuff. I mean, except you're watching it now. I don't know. Maybe downloaded video. I don't know. The other thing I've noticed is a lot of uh, the most highly respected newer films, the ones like even if you look at look at 2023 so far list of the top rated horror films yeah they're almost always foreign like we're we're lagging oh, yeah, behind yeah, over yeah. here they're like you know I this think, i think that stuff adds to it like would the would the witch yeah. have been as scary if it felt like it was in 
modern times that's, or maybe not modern I, times, but in, you know, like a, a familiar American setting. Well, I right. just, I, I, I'm, I'm more mean. These things are like all not English. There's like, you know, yeah, like foreign films, yeah, Spanish directors and, and all of that. Whereas yeah. The, yeah. The, the witch was at least English. I, it's not that it's well, a problem. Okay. That's what's, that's it's hard so for me because I don't want to, I don't want to watch horror movies in right. subtitles. That drives me crazy in, in horror movies right. in particular. I don't know why. I maybe that's why is, you know, horror is more universal. So, I mean, you you don't need a lot of dialogue for horror usually. So, I mean, all those things play into what you're talking about, which is more accessibility uh, to, to audiences. And it's another thing I love about horror is the fact that you can, you don't have to have a big name actor. If you got a, you know, a clever idea that speaks to people, you don't have to have a big budget uh, mm-hmm. to make a horror film. It's, it's, you can just have all of these great smaller filmmakers have an opportunity to really expand. Like Sam Raimi changed all kinds of stuff when he busted on the scene. Uh, and so I, I horror to me is such a great, entry well, it's, level a, it's, a, it's, it's a great the gateway for young filmmakers. There's this, like yeah. the number one rated uh, rotten tomatoes horror film this year is one called the bone woman, 97% mm-hmm. on rotten tomatoes. So really highly rated. And it's, it's made in Mexico or something. And that's fine. It's I'm not, this yeah. isn't me going, Oh, it's a bad thing. We're not, we don't make our own good horror movies anymore. I just mean, I, Oh, it's subtitles and horror movies. I can't do it. I don't know why it takes me well, out of it. Good news. You have other options, right? Like evil dead rise is a legit good movie. Yeah, very Scream good. six is a legit good movie. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. Yeah. Uh, there's like, you have, uh, you're always getting options. This is like a genre that just will, it's like with infinite, uh, ammunition, to fire like we're just going to keep coming and sometimes it sounds like we're just reaching back in time and mashing things together like Mm -hmm. there's a new uh, you know this new russell crowe movie called the pope's exorcist and it just sounds like (laughs) oh they just they just were like oh i'm gonna make the the polter guy omen i heard that was good though i heard good things about that and it was based on i mean all these exorcist things are supposedly based on a real story but that's supposed to be good that's what makes it scarier right if you put that at the top of your scary movie based on actual events Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Yeah. i take it back it's a 40 it's a 49 but audiences like it 81 i don't know i might i might need to see that that seems like it might be okay um, uh, that was the last question i wanted to ask before we go is anybody got anything on the horizon where they're like oh i'm just jonesing for this um, I'm always know. watching. I love watching. Uh, I have several services that just do nothing but, you know, transfer <laughs> horror films. And just like when I feel like horror, I turn them on. Mm-hmm. See what's on. Mm-hmm. So old stuff, old stuff will always fill that void for you, I guess. Yeah. Anybody else? I've got I mean, I can tell you mine. Mine is probably the Exorcist, the Believer. Um, the reason I want to see this is I like this director, David Gordon Green. He makes good horror mm-hmm. movies. And he also directed that um, unbearable weight of massive talent, that amazing Nicolas Cage movie. Um, so I want to see his take on The Exorcist. So that's that's the one I'm excited about. Yeah, for me, it's less about what's coming up and more about what I missed. I did, obviously, the Insidious. I haven't seen a single Insidious movie, and now I feel like I oh, yeah. want to go back and and watch all of those. Um, those yeah, are was pretty. The nun, was the nun part of that, or the nun was part of another series? Nun was a spinoff yeah. of the Conjuring. The I Haunting, think. the yes, Conjuring. Conjuring. That's it. That's, that's another it. one I want to look at too. Yeah, yeah Conjuring movies are good. All the, all those. <laughs> what's that director's name? Did not David Wang. He he started with the he he hit it big with Saw, the Saw movies, and then he's gone on to make really great horror movies. I can't think of his name. Right. Anyway, Asian the, director. The he's one awesome. I missed that everyone has said is spectacular is called It Follows. Oh yeah, It oh. Follows is great. From yeah. a few years back. Um, I, I will be watching that maybe a little later this year and get into spooky season. 
Definitely. I can't okay. think of what right. that it, it follow. I don't know what that is. It that. follows. Oh, that's okay. good. You should watch. You should definitely. Uh, it's like a thing that gets transferred from from person to person, almost like the ring. Smile. Where, uh, yeah, ring. A smile. Oh, is an I ring. loved yeah. smile. Yeah. Loved yeah. smile. Yeah. As, Again, twenty twenty two. Man, what a year for horror movies. It was so good. Anyway, mm-hmm. when we when we talk about the future, though, for me personally, I feel like I am just living, waiting for the next Jordan Peele movie. It is. It is currently got a working title of "Untitled Fourth Film Directed by Jordan Peele." That is the. If you actually seriously, if you search "Untitled Fourth Film Directed by Jordan Peele," that is the working title of his next movie. It is currently in production. It'll uh, his prediction. It'll be called whatever, so that you can go get out. Us? Nope. Whatever. <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, it follows ninety five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. You got me so interested. Good. I'm going to check this you out. Yeah, it's, oh, it's I've quite been, the I've been ride. Told so many times that it's a like a it's not just scary, it's not just you know like a memorable, but it's it's a, a well made movie. It's, it's very, very intense. The yeah. the consensus like, says smart, original, and above all terrifying. Yeah, yeah, one of the modern horror movies that works on multiple levels and leaves you lingering for more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I lingered, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had to, I had to get back over to the <laughs> I had to get back over to the screen box on Plex TV so I could watch all the. You know, all the horror, scary stuff. Yes. Oh, it's got that Jake Weary in it. That guy's in a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. And he freaks me the F out. He's a scary guy. <laughs> He's in Zombie, zom, Zombievers. A movie about zombie oh, beavers. Yeah, zombievers. Zombievers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hilarious. Yes. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's our uh, that's our discussion episode about horror movies. Let us know your favorites. What gets you uh, going? What do you want to see coming up? What's your favorite in the past? All those kind of questions. We'd love to hear uh, your feedback. Either email us or leave them on the on the uh, comments or wherever. Uh, filmsack at gmail.com or filmsack.com for all your links. Uh, do that today. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, you know what? I'll do it like the old way. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Scary. I was gonna. I was. Just, that was the goal is to see what he was gonna do. Uh, <laughs> nicely done. We'll see you guys next week for more film sack. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>